You are full of infinite possibilities waiting to start to be unboxed by you through the shame and goal of years. How do you do this? That is the question I hear so often to get out of that feeling of being stuck going in circles and circles with the same results. The answer is the life manual that's available to everyone, and that is the Akashic Records. Book your reading today with me, and we can unlock the infinite possibility that is you, the magic within you. Not only will you receive a reading, but you will also receive a call where we go over everything and create action, steps to go towards what you desire. So book with me today at ConstanceDegroat.com, because you're fucking worth it. Again, that's at ConstanceDegroat.com. Hey loves, good morning. I'm Constance DeGroat. I'm an Akashic Record reader, coach, and shamanic practitioner. I found myself in the illusion that my soul knew it wasn't the truth. Only the truth could set me free. Wasn't it just the things someone did to you that impacted you? As I take time to really learn how to be the parent I want to be, a quote caught me. As a parent, it's not just what you do that matters. It's also what you don't do that matters. In a parent's absence, they leave a hole a child can't fill on their own. Into adulthood, we find ourselves looking to fill that gap even today. Today, we'll be discussing how a father's absence, whether it's emotional or physical, impacts his daughter. This wasn't a topic I chose, but one that chose me, one that came to me. I found my heart feeling shattered two weeks ago and nothing to fill it, nothing to help it. I started to dive deep into trance and to break into my own DNA codes for answers. Finding myself torn open and triggered, diving deep into exploration, triggers our blessings that allow us to grow if we let them. We have to let them, allow them, give them permission. What did I find in trance? I found myself in a well, my child self, years ago, put there. It was a long ways down and a long ways up. No way to get there and no water in the well, imprisoning myself with stories that weren't mine to hold. Early on, I had learned my dad was a provider, so I shall not want or complain, telling myself to stop wanting, accepting what I could have, but I saw this pattern being played out in love relationships later on. Though wells contained water, I could feel how even I couldn't fill it, fill that void. I began to download the subconscious memories that were playing out. I could feel my heart first shattering and then coming back together again at my heart chakra. On this particular soul journey, I found myself uncovering years and years, generation after generation, of father issues. Perhaps you struggle like I did, where you couldn't be single, but being in a relationship was just as lonely. Nothing filled the void. Then this episode is for you, my friend. Daddy issues don't always look like dating older men, or becoming a stripper, or ending up in jail. You could have tried to be perfect for love, have all the pain inside to show for it, in all the failed relationships. You could have been a prisoner... Not on the outside, but within, since being you meant rejection from your father. Abandonment. The biggest indicator is abandonment issues, which we will go into further here. To prevent abandonment by our father, we often abandon ourselves. And one way that we do this is with poor body image. As if we would love us more, or that he would love us more, we nitpick parts of ourselves, thinking if that was just different, then I'd be lovable. If I was taller, a bigger butt, smaller nose, you name it, imperfections are there to blame. This must be the reason why we never received the love we wanted and never will now. Reflect on how your father talked about other women in front of you. What was he talking about? What was there certain body parts? And now you look at yourself and you wonder if you're enough now for anyone. Look at how he talks to your mother. 
how does he talk to her? And do you receive that form of talking from men that you date now? Working at a restaurant like Hooters didn't make me feel like enough. I was never shown an image of how I was adequate for men. The first image for a woman is as a girl being told you're beautiful by your father, that you're perfect, that you're gorgeous. I missed out on a lot of that. All the missed safe hugs led to me looking for intimacy in all the wrong places, in all the wrong ways, accepting whatever I was given because that's what I learned as a child. Comparing myself to the image my father showed me of what real women look like, hating my father's genetics that I was given, and feeling that all my desires are out of reach. Having an unavailable father leads to you being unavailable to yourself and dating unavailable men who are a reflection of you. Ever been ghosted? I've been ghosting myself my entire life. But let's talk about dating. We find men who are available as our fathers were. We're looking for the attention and the time that we didn't get. But we don't realize that we are attracting the attention and time that we didn't get. Clingy in relationships and friendships with men, boyfriends, needy, jealous, overprotective, we create the thing we fear, abandonment, through our own insecurities, showing up and coming out to play. Choosing a fixer-upper man because you feel like what you want will never come, just like the love you wanted from your dad. Settling because you learned it was disrespectful to not settle. So you settle for Mr. Okay, the guy who likes you but has no car and no job, but hey, he loves you, and those things can be fixed. They can be acquired. But we don't realize it's not through your love that all of a sudden he'll have a job and a car. Like your relationship with your dad, you take care of your own needs. Like paying for all the dates and being the one to drive to all the different places. Holding tightly to lovers out of fear of abandonment, no matter the quality of the relationship, is something that I find is true for most of us. Learning that asking for what you wanted was too much. This goes for the universe and in relationships. Let's be real, who hasn't been told that they were ungrateful for wanting more when it is completely normal to want more out of life? Because then you feel like you can't grow. You're not allowed to grow in life as you weren't allowed to grow as a child. And hey, we were just dating clowns. No matter how perfect we try to be, it doesn't keep them from abandoning us. What does this also teach your daughter? How to stop seeing red flags since we are not allowed to point out what bothers us and need to learn to ignore our needs. Addicted to men who don't want a relationship like our father didn't show he wanted one. Eventually swear off all men and decide everyone else but me gets to have a good one. For some reason, I am so broken that I cannot attract anyone who actually wants me. Finding a job where you accept the anger and accept the way things are because otherwise you are ungrateful to your parents growing up. Even when you have a job, you work in fear that the, the love, that the job that symbolizes the love, can be taken away from you. The slightest mistake, the little ones, they mean you could lose all your worth is what it feels like. The eggshells of childhood are transferred to your current employment. This can lead to desiring to move up at jobs, but fear of being fired, stopping you from your own personal growth. Because you realize as a child that any bit of you changing yourself would lead to you not being accepted and loved. So you're afraid to grow. Finding yourself in friendships where you might go long amounts of time without talking or you only talk when there is a problem. It's like a childhood where dad existed when things went wrong, but not many good times to recall. So you have these relationships 
that aren't very close at all going on because that's what you learned. My husband loves to ask me, why do the things people I barely know say matter to me so much? Well, I barely knew my father, and he mattered. My dad was barely there, like those people, and he told me that I'm good for nothing. So then I'm going to believe someone that's barely there also, that their words have weight. If you had a parent who was there sometimes, you had to be able to hang out even when you needed your own time, even when they needed their own time. What we really needed was to see an example of what setting boundaries was like. Boundaries have to do with our wants and needs, but our wants and needs were made known to not matter. We feel incredibly uncomfortable creating them in all forms, even today, including our bodies. Our bodies are allowed to have boundaries from others. A favorite quote I found on Oprah is, if your boundaries are lowered, you're going to pick up a dependent. That's that boyfriend that's not good enough that I was talking about before. If you want a real man, have boundaries, and you'll find yourself with someone that's independent, not dependent. When you pick up a dependent, it's worse than being alone. Codependency, your needs below someone else's needs. Denying your needs is sacrificing yourself and being a martyr, except for maybe your father. But did that conversation actually happen? We will go into that more later. Dating men not interested in the same things or us or anything we like because our father never took interest in in it is something that can happen. You can date people that don't even care to find out more about you. You can date people who have nothing in common with you because you don't know anything about your father. So maybe you're dating someone that likes sports, but you have nothing to talk about because you and your father have nothing to talk about. Mistaking love as commitment issues since our father had them. Having a child is a commitment, and he didn't make that commitment. So now you struggle with this. I remember my ex got me tickets for Broadway Musical with insurance, just in case of anything. He was really trusting. We don't know how to trust because we didn't have anyone to trust. We learn love has no trust because we can't rely on our dad to be there or to rescue us. In a one-parent household, what is said goes, even when you know it was wrongly done to you. Without a healthy model around masculinity, how are we to know what to look for? We need that example of vulnerable love, love without walls up. But since we don't have that, we can't help but try to love with walls up, our protection that we learn to have. When a parent is unavailable physically, emotionally, mentally, or spiritually, it is difficult to feel like enough. If they can't make time for you, you're going to question if you are enough for anyone at all, for anyone to spend time on you. You probably go around saying, oh no, you don't have to do that for me. You feel like you're hurting people when you need or want things or anything you desire because it was inconvenient for the timing for your father or if others are deserving over you. So you might let other people go ahead of you, whether that's in employment, whether that's in school. You let other people get the credit because you are still wanting credit for mattering for and you are so scared of being abandoned that you won't even rat someone out for stealing your ideas. Our relationship model is based on fear of abandonment and survival that we play out over and over again. Out of desperation, we find ourselves accepting love from anyone and everyone who will do it. The worst part is, when a good guy comes along, you're not attracted. 
You truly believe you don't deserve this. You are wondering when he's going to change over and not love you. Like some sort of monster is supposed to come out at some point. You're just used to it. You seek out an unavailable man, hoping you can prove yourself and make him available. And you also feel comfortable because he is not available. How dad loved us doesn't just pour into future relationships. It pours into our relationship with religion. We view God as angry, distant, critical, and not safe. That we can't trust in God. That we can't be good enough for him. And that we can't believe he has good stuff for us or is ever on our side. It's hard to believe that God has your back when your parent did not. And you find yourself just tiptoeing through life. We fail to realize our parents are our view of God. That fear of punishment from God rather than love. You may have been feeling like you were abandoned by God. I used to feel that. I had a meeting with our priest, and I felt like I couldn't communicate with God. That was my relationship at home. I felt like I couldn't communicate, that no one wanted to hear me. So I felt like God didn't want to hear me. You start to believe in a God that is not there. You stuff away your needs from God because he's not, he doesn't really want to hear them anyway, let's be honest. You try to be as invisible as possible in your relationship with God, a higher power, because you're waiting for him to reach out to you like your father's not going to. We don't believe in a supportive, kind, and protective father, so how are we to believe that Father God is that? Or how we exist to God when things go bad. Your parents may have been there to definitely reprimand you, so you also believe that God is just there to punish you. You may even find that as a daughter that has father issues that you overcompensate in so many different areas of your life running ourselves dry trying to please a lover and be everything like we had to be for ourselves and for our father you never stop trying to prove your worth in a relationship it's as if you're hoping to win awards trophies for the smallest actions like if i tell my husband i did the dishes if there was an award for it i'd go for it i used to have a wall of awards that i felt earned me love as a kid when awards were gone after college, I felt like I didn't know who I was or I couldn't earn love anymore. How was I going to? I had nothing to show for it. You'd think because we made the cut to be in a relationship, we'd believe we are in the relationship. The inner need to prove we are good, a good partner and good enough to stay in the role takes over, but it eats away at us eventually when we feel our partner is doing less, showing less. Giving of our bodies all in just to be loved and to have affection we never received. The issue is we never learned what good touch was. Hugs feel so foreign when you never receive them. And they can even make you want to cry like they did when I first moved to a new school. A new school. You might have even told yourself, if I never get mad, then he'll love me. Or if nothing ever bothers me. If I am the one person he never has an issue with, then he'll love me forever and he'll stay, and he'll make time for me. Expecting the same overcompensation from your lover isn't realistic, and it's not realistic for ourselves to have too. It is the constant need and reassurance that we are enough always in every moment because we are so scared of being abandoned. It's not enough they are with us because that fear, the fear is taking over the love. Needing to, fe needing to hear if we are hot enough pretty enough, successful enough. When we don't know how to ask for this, we tear ourselves down in front of our man like the girl in White Chicks movie, trying on clothes and pointing out all her flaws. Because the only way that we received love in the past 
may have been when things went wrong for us, when we were not healthy, that's when dad showed up. You may have sought a relationship for protection, but when you have had to protect yourself for your whole life, you channel a man to protect yourself from. Until you believe you deserve protection, you stay in this relationship dynamic forever. We have to start first with protecting ourselves from old stories and accepting what is real and what is not real, what is false. Seems like everyone you date turns out to be a monster hiding within, like something from Scooby-Doo, like a good plot twist movie would. When it's too late, you now see all the clues as to who this person really was. It's not until we take the mask off ourselves that we've been wearing to try to get love that we truly will have that love because people will be able to see who we are and we will attract what is in alignment for us. Because the true monster is within us and it is also the mask that we are wearing. The mask is often a version of the good girl. The good girl we had to be for love. The monster is the part of us that we use to restrict who we are from coming out and we have to confront that. That monster is a story that we learned early on that we still believe today. We don't, re- we don't realize is playing out still, but we need to confront it. That story playing out could be, I am unlovable. Self-sabotage is a huge, huge thing that daughters that are fatherless do. Getting in the way of your own success. We lack the experience of having a man support us in what we want to do. You might avoid risks in using your talents because commitment scares you and based on your early relationships, it just doesn't play out because someone wouldn't commit to us. Committing to ourselves is a daily struggle. We wonder if we can even love ourselves. We keep seeing things that say love yourself, but it's a huge, huge void that has to be filled that we can't even fill because we are still looking for that father love. So we might overdo and overcompensate for self-help. I wished I had the example of personal time instead of giving still when you're burned out. I would find that my dad needed a moment, but he would give it to me. And then he would just like get really angry. And I really needed that example of you could take time for you. You don't have to give over 100% to your relationships when you feel so depleted. Because I found myself in relationships just dropping my dreams, dropping everything I wanted and desired. Because I did that for him too. But I also saw him doing this also. And just letting myself get completely burned out. And since the love I wanted was distant, I felt like everything I desired was distant. And I would make things harder for myself to achieve. You can even find yourself looking for someone to rescue you and to make things better. The inner feeling like you are always missing out and questioning if you really know what is best for you lingers and lingers there. You might find yourself incapable of deciding what is the thing that you should do now because of that fear of missing out. You might find yourself putting your life on hold, your dreams on hold, thinking that relationship will come together. You're afraid to not be there so it can or you're overcompensating with your fear of missing out by buying every online course, every book out there, because you are looking for that feeling of being complete and whole and filled and that void not being there anymore. What we missed out on was a father providing structure in our lives. And you may find that you try to go with the flow with a lot of things, 
well, you really need structure. Like, I need to make an outline for this. And then I had to take that outline and make a rough draft. And then I had to edit that. And that's just who I am. But I'm not used to that because my childhood had no structure, really. So I struggle to do things without struggle and structure. So I struggle with structure. I really want order, but I never was shown how to have that. I have a huge need for control because there really wasn't much of it. So you might even find that you have anger towards men because of what happened in your childhood. and What continues to play out, that rejection that keeps playing out. And you start to decide that all men are mean, unfaithful. They're all, you know, men all have commitment issues is what you decide. Now we're going to really go into what can you do to work on these issues. I have a huge long list here. Some of this will just be on my website for you at constancedegroat.com. There are so many beautiful ways to work on these issues. And you can find the one that is just right for you. It's very important to you to give things time. Because any form of healing is not going to feel right in the beginning. It's going to feel like it's not working. Just stick with it. We are creatures of habit. and We have to give things time. So some of the inner work we do, the first way to work on healing is, is give yourself acceptance and a safe space to explore and feel your emotions within as you soul dive into healing. The second thing is really important. During this healing work, make sure to treat yourself every day. Don't just keep digging into your father issues. And just keep going and overcompensating and really, really, really getting into it without rewarding yourself for taking that dive. You don't have to spend money to reward yourself. It could just be a cup of tea and just sitting quietly for a moment. It could be watching the worst TV show ever that's not going to teach you anything. You don't have to learn all the time. You don't have to always be achieving something. You could color. You could sit outside. Do something relaxing to reward yourself. We don't need to overcompensate with healing. Healing faster isn't a thing. Like exercise, you can do more damage than, than good for yourself with healing if you're overdoing it. Here's a third thing you can try. Set reminders on your phone or computer, Google Calendar, that you do matter, that you are loved, that you are committed to yourself. Whatever reminders you need. So, okay, let's go into the reality of affirmations a little bit here. The I do matter may not be something that resonates with you. I am committing time to myself daily to show that I matter. Make it an action. Action is important in any affirmation. Otherwise, you're just going to call bullshit in your mind, and it's just not going to work. We find ourselves working on reparenting ourselves is honestly what all of this is going to be. So step four, explore these questions. And some of them, I will list a lot of these also for you on the website. So we have to ask yourselves, what does stability look like for you? What does protection look like for you? What does presence look like for you? What does significance look like for you? What would being significant feel like for you? What would presence feel like for you? What would receiving confirmation that you are enough feel like for you? And what would it look like? What does stability feel like for you and protection step five and to really find a way to create that feeling daily with things that you know create that feeling presence what would that feel like for me would be feeling aligned peace presence is acceptance Um, presence could feel warm and things that make me feel warm and present 
that would be like yoga for me, committing to dancing daily and just being within my body, that presence of being within yourself, choosing those things that make me feel that way now so I can create more of that feeling and to manifest it faster. So really committing to maybe five days of dancing. You don't have to start there if you're not even dancing yet. You can start with two. I honestly started with two in April, and now I'm up to five. So give yourself, again, time to heal. Or not only will you have a bad experience with healing and decide maybe it's not for you, but you will actually hurt one of your muscles, and we don't need that. So what does confirmation look like for you? Where do you need it now? How did I shift my unmet expectations of my father onto those I dated? How did I try to choose protection but couldn't without a reference? Was I able to reach out to them for help, your own father? Or did I feel like a burden? Do you find yourself carrying all the weight in all your relationships and not delegating to your partner what you need help with? It might be because your dad didn't let you or wasn't there. Your daddy wasn't there. Start looking for verification around you that you do matter. You can do this by asking your friends what they love about you, your family. You can ask your coworkers. Do within your comfort zone. You don't have to overcompensate here. Step six or method six. The light is green always. Know this. You only need your own approval now because you're an adult now and you can shape your life as you desire. You are now and always perfectly whole and complete as you are. You can even make this an affirmation as, every day I am realizing now that I am perfectly whole and complete as I am, always. Step seven. It is so important for you to also discover your limits. What is and isn't acceptable from the people you want and have in your life? Journal on this. What are your boundaries? Discover them. And it's okay if you don't know all of them right now as you write. Be open to realizing them as you go out into the world and ask if you are having a struggle with this, that your guides, that your God, whoever you believe in, your goddess, show you where your boundaries need to be. Understanding we can't change the events, but we can discover the lesson and choose how it unfolds after and take power, take our power back. Living the old story is being a victim. Step eight. But something you can also do is take that story and you want to look at the story from what did my father miss out on by not being there with me? He missed out on a lot by not getting to know you. Who did he miss out on getting to know? Who is the woman you became without your father being present enough? Who is she? And give her the green light, the approval to exist and be as she is now. Because what is the point in changing ourselves for someone who isn't trying to commit to us? And there is no reason to change yourself for people who you want love from. Acknowledge your own feelings. Really feel, as I was saying before, the permission to grieve and to have rage. And as I said before, dancing, you can even imagine dancing out the grief and the rage. To feel it full force coming out from you to feel into your chakras and dance with your chakras and feel yourself falling into alignment, really being with your body, with those emotions, being where does anger live in my body right now and dancing it out and moving it intuitively. 
Exercise is a great way to shift anger and find it in your body. Step nine, it's really important too that you validate your experiences of success for yourself as well as your unsuccessful moments. They all coexist and they both work together to create your experiences. You need the failures to have the success to know better. Explore is another thing you can do is explore how you overcompensate and how to how you cope with your situations when they come up. Anything that triggers you, what is your coping skill? It's really important for you to realize that he was missing out on you. You weren't the only one missing out on something. We do this by exploring the lies that we were told and that we told our inner child and what our inner child still believes about dad. We can tell ourselves that we received enough from our father because we were cursed out for wanting more. Acknowledge what you need. How can you start to validate your own worth? Look at your accomplishments, all big and small. If you struggle with this, ask a friend again. Step 10, explore without limits what the love you need looks like. Explore what you didn't receive and what you want now, knowing that you're allowed to have this wish list. Step 11, when you're ready, forgive for yourself. There's a great Hawaiian prayer that you can do for this, and I will post a link for that as well. It's great to create a list of everything, everything that your father never gave you, the unloved, the unwanted feelings, the uns, and then go through each one and saying the different parts of the Hawaiian prayer. Step 12. Remember that in every experience, there is something our soul wanted to learn here. Some other things you can do are tapping. You can get some crystals to help you with sleep so that you can start to work on your issues in your sleep with the support of Mother Gaia. Cord cutting is great too. Through past lives, generational work, you can start to see all the cords all around you creating a huge web of all the experiences that link to your father and link down into different generation after generation to yourself. And some of these cords you may not want. Get in touch with your body. What feels good and what doesn't. We don't honestly sometimes know. Ayanla Von Zant has so many great, so many great tips on this stuff. So this is like what I talked about with your inner compass as to what is good and bad for you. Start to do that. Start to uncover what feels right in your body so you know. Because it is not right for you unless it feels right for you. For further help tapping in, working with your inner child, ask her about your experience and compare your perspective from then and now. And if you still want a relationship with your dad, you have to set boundaries. And remember that you are now in control. Ayanla Vonzet advises to make sure that we are looking to build, not to capture, the, the relationship we wanted. Again, looking to build, not capture, the relationship we wanted. If possible, learn about your father's childhood. This can be very beneficial to you. Even without your father in your life, you can explore and trance based on things you never took stock in as a child. Hints are all around as to his childhood and why you were fathered the way you were. Understanding doesn't mean excusing. And it's really important to be vulnerable with your own children and to tell them everything. History repeats itself when we don't know things. When whatever you don't say is still passed on through your genetics. Family lines can keep secrets of teenage pregnancies in the past and so much more and be shocked that it happens again down the line. Secrets don't prevent things from happening. For more on this, check out the book, The Body Keeps the Score. As parents, it's important to understand that children do not differentiate dad's bad day from his good day, dad's burnout from his energetic self. And they will decide that because you are upset with them, that has nothing to do with them, maybe you had a bad day at work, 
That is, it is them that makes you miserable. Depending on your healing journey, you may find that you date a man just like your dad, another narcissist, and now you're battling for your children. If you're staying with a man who is not a great daddy figure for your kids, life, because you didn't have your dad, keep in mind, a present father can be the wrong father too. A present father can be the wrong father too. A positive masculine influence is important in a girl's life, whether that is dad or not. And remember, you are enough now. You are always enough. Remember through your own eyes that your dad was missing out on something amazing and beautiful, and that was you. For more soul journeys and meditations, check out my website and check out the group, The Empowered Empath Group. To book your reading, check out my Facebook, First Generation Healers. I have the Pachamama circle coming up. You might find that you struggle with abundance because of father issues. That is not uncommon as we talked about here. When you want someone to show up in your life and to feel needed and you really want them to fill that void, well, feeling void doesn't exactly attract things, does it? Every goddess we explore monthly represents an aspect of yourself that you can bring out. Each goddess is a part of you that lives within you that you can channel and create with. Just like Pachamama, you are an amazing creator. Just like Mother Gaia, you can create. And you are a part of this world, and you are a beautiful part of it. And you are part of a whole. You're not just one small part. You are the whole. For the complete list of what can help you with the father the father trauma, the father issues, do you go to my website, ConstanceDegroat.com, and I will have a whole list there for you in a blog. As healers, it's important to share our journey to help others. So feel free to share this message if it resonates with you.